One thing you'll always hear me repeat myself and repeat myself on is when it comes to authority, it's not just about positioning yourself as the go-to expert. And I know that's what you see a lot of people talking about online. In this podcast, what we talk about is authority is when you're able to become the only option for your ideal client, for your soulmate client, your dream client, whatever you call it, (laughs) is you are literally positioning yourself in a way where you are their only option. There is no comparison. When they think of the area that you specialize in, they think of you, your name, your brand, your face, your voice. You are the only option. And so there is no shopping around. There is no comparison game. There is no positioning yourself as the go-to expert because you're the only option. Okay. So this is the way I view authority. And with that being said, one of the major ways to be able to become the only option for your audience is authenticity. Authenticity is powerful. It's a necessity. You need to find ways for your brand and for what you do to stand out amongst the crowd. It is literally a, it's a no brainer, but a non-negotiable in your business. So with that being said, I want to highlight a couple things today around not being a copy and paste version of other people online, of your coach, of your consultant, or of me. Now, when I created this podcast, and I talk about this a little bit about when I was talking about the challenges that I had when creating it, I, I have a podcast coach that I hired when I was first starting to put this together, when I was like, you know what, I'm going to do it. I, I had this idea for over an, a year. I used to have this hashtag on air with Chrissy series that I did a year ago, and I wanted to turn it into a podcast. And I decided, you know what, I want to focus on raise your authority, build this community and really highlight the power of authority in your business. And so I was in it. I was dedicated. So I hired someone because I had no idea what the heck I was doing. Like this was a whole new world for me to get in the dip my toes in of marketing. And I was allowing myself to be a beginner, but I wanted someone to be able to show me and navigate, like, how do I actually do this the right way? So took a program, went through it. And let me tell you, if it wasn't for her, like this, this still wouldn't be out. Okay. (laughs) If it wasn't for her, this still wouldn't be out. But there are certain strategies that she gave me and certain how to's and breakdowns of episodes when she was mapping it out that were helpful, but also I had to decide, do I want to do it exactly the way she was teaching it? Or did I want to do something a little different? Now I used her hers as a guide, but then I decided that I don't want to follow everything word for word or strategy for strategy, like X, Y, Z, exactly how she did it. Because I don't want my podcast to look and sound like everyone else's. I truly wanted this to be something unique. And with that being said, I needed to find a way to stand out, to be the authority in this space. I really wanted this podcast to be like, this is my podcast. This is the one I want to listen to. This is my go-to. Like, And the only way to do that was to be truly authentic. So when I was mapping out my episodes and deciding how I wanted to start my podcast, how I wanted to end my podcast, I decided I'm going to do this my own way. I'm I'm already a really dedicated podcast listener. And at first I was like, well, let me see how so-and-so starts theirs and ends theirs. And I did that for about five minutes. And then I said to myself, Chrissy, stop, stop it. Do not go and listen to someone else's podcast to do research on how they start and finish. Now, some of you may disagree with that and say, well, you know what? You need to figure out what's working for them, what's not working for them. Yes and no. But at that point, I was looking to almost copy them. I wanted to see how were they doing it. And that's not a good thing. And I'm admitting to this because it was a realization of something I was doing without realizing it. And so if I really wanted my podcast to stand out, I needed to do it differently and I needed to do it my own way. So I decided, you know what? I'm going to write out some notes 
This is how I do my Facebook lives. My lives are one of the best pieces of content that I create. I always make money when I go live and I have a really great structure. I'm going to literally treat this podcast the way I do my lives. I'm going to start them kind of similar, a little different. I'm going to end them kind of similar, a little different. And I'm going to make this truly unique. And honestly, that's where creating this podcast became a lot easier for me. And I was enjoying it a lot more recording the episodes because I was doing it in a very authentic way. I didn't feel like I was copying anybody else. It didn't feel like a copy and paste version of any other podcast. And so it took the pressure off and I've just been having fun, you know, being myself and I don't feel as much pressure. So that's one example. Another thing to kind of keep in mind is that when I work with my clients and, you know, I'm really big on strategy and really big on planning. I like kind of go with the flow in the moment type of content. Usually two or three posts a day of mine are written in the morning. And then a lot of it's pre-planned ahead of time because I'm really big on strategy. But when I'm giving my clients strategies, I always say to them, you know, it's your business. You get to decide at the end of the day, you get to decide what strategies you're going to follow that I give you and which ones you're going to change and make up your mind and do something different. You get to choose. So yes, my clients hire me because they want guidance, but ultimately I'm not saying you have to do things exactly the way that I say you have to do them. You still get to choose. It's your business. You started your business because you wanted to be unique. You wanted something authentic. What is the purpose of me hiring you if you look and sound like everybody else? And so when I give my client strategy, you also get to decide which strategies you're going to follow or not. It's your business. And so same thing when it comes to content, when you're creating content, a lot of times it can be really easy to naturally get too inspired by someone else's post. I'm not going to say copy, but get a little too inspired by someone else's post to where you end up literally rephrasing it. And it sounds almost exactly like that person's post. Now here's the issue with that. People notice it. People notice it. I think it's unethical. And I know some people don't intentionally do it, but naturally we draw too much inspiration from other people's content because I think that a lot of people actually spend too much time scrolling on social media than they do actually creating their own content. And what I mean by that is, is I've seen a lot of people spend more time engaging in other people's content and I go to their page and I haven't seen them post anything like in a week. Because here's what happens is they're avoiding creating content, they're avoiding the task at hand, and it's a lot easier to engage with someone else's content to get seen and boost visibility than it is to create their own. But here's the issue with that is now you're not really creating anything authentic. Sure, you can stand out and gain visibility through other people's content. But when someone goes to your page and they want to see what you're about, there's nothing that really is helping you stand out. There's nothing that's really helping you boost yourself as the authority to become that one, to be authentic. So I actually recommend to my clients that create your content before you consume anyone else's. In the morning, if you're someone who's with the go with the flow and you're creating content on the go, like each day, create your post before you even open up Facebook, Instagram, TikTok, LinkedIn, consume a podcast episode, create your own content first. So you know, it's authentic and it's coming from you. And there's no way for you to copy someone else because I will tell you that there are people who intentionally copy content and there's people who unintentionally copy content. Last year, I had someone who copied a post of mine word for word. And and I know there's been others, but this one specifically, someone carried it word for word and, and wrote in hashtag raise your authority. Now I've been using this term for two years. It's very specific to my brand. And you know, my followers went a little crazy <laughs> and tagged me and tagged me and tagged me and called this person out for not, you know, giving me credit for the post. 
but not everyone does that. I think some people naturally will kind of accidentally draw a little too much influence from a post and recreate it without realizing it because it's so fresh in their brain. And that's why I think that creating content before you're influenced by others' content is so important. So you know, it's like I said, truly authentic to you. Going back to what I was saying about my clients choosing whether or not to follow a strategy of mine, I, like I said, I always tell them you get to choose what you want to, what you want to do and what you don't want to do. It is your business. So we started our businesses for many different reasons. Like think back to your, why, why did you start your business? I'm sure there's a couple of things that come to mind for, for me. One of the reasons I started my business was I did want the freedom to be home with my son. I did, you know, my last job, was working at the school department and I did not feel valued as an employee there. Back then my son was almost one years old when I was working there and I was still breastfeeding. I was exclusively pumping. And if you know what that means, if you know, if you know what exclusively pumping is, you know, it's like a full-time job. <laughs> and I had to pump twice while I was at the school department. So I, I think it was like a six or seven hour shift. And within those six to seven hours, I had to pump twice. Now you get a lunch break, but you don't get breaks in at the school. So I needed an additional break to pump my milk. Now getting the break wasn't the issue. Yes. When I'd come back from my break, my coworkers would complain about all the things that happened while I was gone in those 20 minutes that I was gone. But what really was an inconvenience where I didn't feel valued was there was no mother's room at that elementary school, which I think is crazy because the majority of the staff are females. You would think that there'd be a mother's room. My job before that I had a mother's room and basically it's a small room where you have it all set up. You have the pump in there already. You have a chair in there. It's clean. It's sterile and it's private. So you can pump in peace. Okay. And so there was no room like that in, in the school department. So they actually let me use someone's office. It was the same time every day. Somebody would come in and cover me for my break. This woman was not excited about me using her office to pump and would purposely she didn't say this, but like it, you could tell it was purposely would lock the door where I couldn't get in. Even though I was pumping at the exa exact same time, it would happen multiple times a week where she would lock the office and I couldn't get access to it. So I was forced to pump in the bathroom, my child's milk. Right. And so I just kind of felt like a, like a piece of trash when I worked there for that reason, if my son got sick, I'd get hell the next day for everything that I missed out on the next day. I just, it, it was not very mother friendly, I guess. And you would think it'd be different at the school department, but whatever. That was one of the reasons why I did not want to go back to that job was because of, I didn't feel valued as an employee. I just kind of felt like replaceable and I felt like people didn't care about my situation. So that was one of the reasons why I started my business was the freedom. But the other thing is, is that I specifically chose my business is because I wanted to be the go-to person in the marketing industry. So with that being said, when I was creating offers and I was showing up online, I needed to be authentic. There needed to be something about me that stood out amongst my competitors. And I don't really have that mindset as much anymore. But when I first got started, yes, that's exactly how I was viewing business is I had to find a way to stand out because there were so many other people in the marketing and social media industry that I had to say to myself, okay, well, why would someone hire me over someone else? And there's where I started to build authenticity. And it's still the same today. And it's the same with your business is that 
yes, we do need to figure out why would someone hire you over someone else? And to be a true authority and to become the only option for someone, the only way to do that is for someone to come across your page and literally feel like, yes, you're speaking their language. You know exactly what it is that they're going through and you can solve their problem. You have a solution to their problem. But another thing is, is there's got to be something about your brand, the way you speak in your content, the way you share your content, the way you position yourself in your marketing that has got to be truly authentic. And if you are a copy and paste version of someone else, they're probably just going to go hire that other person. So I never want my clients to feel like they have to do exactly what I'm doing. I don't ever want someone to go to my, like, if you go to my client's page, you don't know that they work with me. And then what I mean by that is, is sometimes you can go to people's pages and you can tell who they're working with or who they hired to help them with their marketing or their content or with their offers or with the way they show up online because they look and sound just like this other person online. That is the last thing that you want to do. Any famous brand that you think of that you're loyal to, that you're like, I love this brand. Even if they sell a similar product to someone else, you still don't feel like they're a copy and paste version. So like, for example, when we think of Savage Fenty, I'm a huge Rihanna fan, by the way, <laughs> and you'll hear me like reference her a lot. I love pop culture and I love to use these examples. But if you think about Savage Fenty, and if you're not familiar with the brand, it's Rihanna's underwear line. And she also has a makeup line as well. But when you think about Savage Fenty, how many underwear brands, bra brands have there been before she came out? Hundreds and hundreds and hundreds. And before her, I think one of the biggest brands I used to think of is Victoria's Secret. And Victoria's Secret for years had a very unique way that they would showcase their brand with the angels and the way they did their runway shows. They had a very unique way. Now, Rihanna could have said to herself, oh, well, there's already so many other brands of underwear and bras, but she's found a completely different way to position her brand completely different where I actually don't know of another brand that looks and sounds like Savage Fenty. It is so completely unique. Same thing with her makeup brand. She found a way to be completely different by offering all different shades for every single um, shade of skin. That was like a big selling point for her business and something that made her stand out. Yes, there are thousands of other makeup brands online. Same thing with Selena Gomez. She has her new Rare Beauty line. There is something about her brand that is so completely unique and authentic that she does not look like a copy and paste version of other, other makeup lines online. Here's how I think that really powerful brands stand out online is they see another business and they say to themselves, okay, that's great, but how can we get our clients the same result in a completely different way? How can we do something so completely different? Instead of doing it in a way where, okay, what are they doing and how can we do it like them? I think that that's where in the online space where we see people creating a reel or a TikTok and it's a trend and you want to recreate it and recreate and recreate it. And we think that, okay, that's working for someone else. Let me go do the exact same trend. And then we get into this situation where all we're doing is searching for trending audio, trending dance moves, trending like ways of creating content that we forget the way to really stand out is to become that original creator, become the original creator and not the copy and paste version of them. Okay. That's how you create a truly authentic brand. That's how you really stand out online. And that's how you stay front of mind 
is because you've created something so completely unique. And I know it's easier said than done, but I'm approaching this from a marketing and content standpoint. When you're trying to stand out online and you're positioning yourself, please don't view other brands and think, how can I do it like them? I want you to start thinking to yourself, how can I do the complete opposite? Look at your industry and start saying, okay, how are people creating content? I don't want to do it like that. Let's create something completely different. How do people talk about their offers? All right, this is how everybody else talks about it. I want to talk about it in a completely different way. I want to normalize the power of really, really aiming to be different. Really, really aiming to be different because I am personally tired of seeing the same stuff over and over again, especially in like the coaching space. But if you're in the tech space, if you're a real estate agent, if you're in health and wellness, the beauty industry, you provide some type of service to your clients, start thinking to yourself, okay, what are others doing in my industry and how can I do something so completely unique? Start thinking outside of the box. I want to see more outside of the box thinkers in 2024. One of the things that I'm really aiming to do is really creating content and marketing in a way that is so unique to me that I create a whole new category of my own. And that's what I want to encourage you to do as you're listening to these episodes as well. Like really start thinking to yourself, how can you position yourself as the authority? How can you become the only option for your clients? And that's what I want to create for you is I want to create content and marketing that really embodies all of that. And the first step is to spend more time on creating your own stuff than you do scrolling and consuming other people's content. So if you're listening to this podcast and you're like, I want to create a podcast, maybe you shouldn't be listening to this podcast episode. (laughs) Not that I'm trying to get my views lower, but maybe the last thing you need to do is really listen to this podcast episode and go look into creating your own podcast. What does that look like? If you want to be more consistent on social media and you're on my page and you're listening to my reels and you're consuming all of my content, maybe you shouldn't be consuming as much of it. Maybe you need to go out and create your own. My point is, is spend more time creating than consuming. I want to work with a lot more business donors in 2024 that are really aiming to create something truly unique rather than coming to me and saying, Chrissy, I see so-and-so doing this. Can you help me create this? Chrissy, I see so-and-so building this. Can you please help me replicate that? I want to get views like so-and-so. I don't want people coming to me that are aiming to look and sound like someone else. I want people to come to me that are like, I am so ready to create a unique brand. I am so ready to create content and show up online in a completely different way. I really want to own who I am. I want to own my authenticity. Those are the types of people I'm looking to create in 2024. If that is you listening to this podcast right now, go to my website. It's in the show notes. Book a call with me. Let's have a conversation because I am looking to create completely unique brands in 2024. Let's do this. Don't be a copy and paste version. There's no copy and paste version here. Here's to creating something truly unique in 2024.